This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello, this is Hey Dude Shoes. This is an ad, but not for your ears, for your feet. Are they listening? Good. Hey Dude Shoes are the squishiest, airiest, lightest go-to shoes you'll ever have the pleasure of introducing your toes to. So light, a butterfly could steal them. So soft, kittens seethe with jealousy. So cushy, your hands will curse your feet for all the love and attention. Toes, you've hit the jackpot of comfy. Hey dude, good to go to. You're listening to the West NY Podcast with Dave and X. Oi oi! Hello and welcome to the West Ham Way podcast with myself Dave Walker and XWH employee. This week we talk about the sunshine, West Ham's pre-season so far, a farewell to Felipe Anderson, a mixed reaction to the kit launch and the return of the West Ham Way Premier League predictions competition before getting the latest news from X and answering questions from patrons of the West Ham Way. That's all coming up on tonight's show. X, the sun is shining, the weather is sweet. Makes you want to move your dancing feet. Have you enjoyed today? Uh, yes, mate, I have. Yeah, I haven't really done much other than sit out in it, but uh, fall yeah. asleep a couple of times. So hoping that I don't on the podcast tonight. Although uh, hopefully you'll be a bit more interesting <laughs> this week, so I won't have to. And, uh, and uh, um, yeah, no, just been out. It got a nice little bit of goldenness coming already. So uh, nice. Yeah, I'll take that. Nice, yeah. I d- mate. I don't know about you, but. I, I can't be the only one, but when the sun's out, I can't help but have a drink. It sort of goes really? out and out with it. Yeah, mate, I'm a nightmare for it. Uh, I just, I get the tunes going and sun on my face and I think I just got to have a drink or two, you know, or so three you, or four. Are you drunk now then? I'm not drunk, no, but I, I strategized. I had a drink earlier on and got a bit tipsy and now I like to think I've sobered up a little bit, but if I'm a little bit slurry, Okay. I'm sort of not mid-stroke. I've just fucking had a couple of drinks today and uh, might be catching up with me. But um, listen, I mean, when it comes to Vegas, a lot of people are asking us if the event is going to happen next month. Mm. And it is next month. Yeah. As it stands, what would your answer be to that? 
I don't know, mate. I think it's looking a bit unlikely, unfortunately. And I hate to be doom and gloom because I'm usually the positive one with this. But given the fact that they've done what they've done with France, um, as in, you know, I don't know if you saw, but they've now put that back to Amber, um, same as they have with the Balearic Islands. You know, even France now, you can't go if you even if you've been double vaxxed, you still have to quarantine. And um, America just doesn't seem to be making any news announcements about it. Like we can go to America and we can we don't have to and if you're double vax like i am and i think you said you would be before the time we went we mm. can go to america we can go this side but we just we just wouldn't be let into the country so we just <laughs> so we just need america to sort itself out but the thing is america seems to be not too bad for covid at the moment i was reading about it obviously it's variant upon state because different states had different rules but i don't think it's that bad over there so i just don't know why they're not letting us over unfortunately well i reckon we got about a week mate and then we're gonna have to make a decision i think yeah and we'll see what boris says tomorrow but it might not even have anything to do with the relationship with america or or whatnot i don't know but it is it's it's leaving it very tight but i mean we've said that if vegas goes tits up we'll try and go somewhere else won't we yeah we have said for cheeky four days somewhere or another um it might not be the same weekend but some time it'd be nice although even i was just reading about Declan rice and mason mountain all the players that the england players that are away um i don't know if you saw the video with them singing sweet caroline in the hotel in a restaurant no um, uh, well they're, they're in some like start some like, like beach restaurant thing and there's Declan's there mason's there luke shaw's there um and then carl and then carl walker's there and he kind of walks in and sweet caroline's playing <laughs> and they're all singing it and, and carl walker sort of walks Walks in waving his shirt above his head and stuff, and um, it's quite a cool clip. But um, that apparently it's been announced now by the Mykonos. I don't know whoever president, I don't doubt they have one, but whoever's in charge of it, that they're now going to ban the singing from um, and live music and stuff from one till six o'clock in the morning now and a curfew and stuff. So, fuck it, me, I know, Why? Like, what I difference is it going to make? I don't know, mate. It just seems that everywhere is going shut down again, even though they're meant to be reopening. So, God, God knows, mate, you know, because if we went, you know, we just need to, we'll just have to see. I think literally, if we're going to go away, we're going to have to book it like two days before we do sort of thing yeah yeah 100 percent. where do you stand on holidays in the uk are you a fan uh yeah depending on the weather i think if you could have decent weather then uh, this would be like a travel podcast isn't it if you, could have, <laughs> if, you, if you could have decent weather then you can there's so many places in england but you wouldn't necessarily need to go abroad you know the yeah. isle of wight's amazing the south coast amazing devon and cornwall obviously norfolk's lovely you know and then you've got things like the lake districts and the peak districts and the cotswolds and places up north and stuff you know there's there's so much you can do in england i'm just unfortunate the weather's so variable if the weather's like what it's been today and mm. you're in cornwall or you're in oh yeah you're laughing you know devon yeah or norfolk broads or somewhere you're absolutely loving life yeah. um but uh, you just can't guarantee that can you i mean i went to devon last summer and all of the week leading up to it, it was boiling hot in um in essex and then and then whilst we we're in devon it was still boiling hot in essex just pissing down and raining in uh devon so we had a bit of a yeah crappy times we couldn't really go anywhere because because of, of it but um yeah, yeah if, you, if you get the weather it's all right i know you're a big fan though aren't you massive massive yeah i mean you know i do probably five or six long weekends in this country a year i absolutely love it love it cannot beat it and do you know what i think it stems back to 
childhoods because when I was a kid, we always used to have caravan holidays. Um, our go-to place for some reason was a place called Shearbarn in Hastings, and that was our go-to place. And uh, <laughs> do you know, it's funny, you know. I don't think I've ever told this pod- uh, this story on a podcast before, but my brother would kill me for telling this, but I've got to tell it because it's a it's a story steeped in humour and tragedy, I think. It's a, it's a mix between the two. But for years and years, my family have been going to caravan holidays, right? And um, and I, I, don't get me wrong, to this day, I still like them. I prefer a lodge if I'm going away over here, but don't turn my nose up at a caravan holiday. But anyway, years ago, my brother, I think, I think he's about 12 years older than me, right? So I don't even know if I was born when this happened. But honestly, X, I promise you, you can't make this up. I promise you, this is a genuine story. What I'm about to tell you is a true story. And my brother hates this story to a point where in his company, I think I've only ever heard it once because he doesn't want it told. He hates it, yeah? So years ago... Um, and I, possibly even late seventies, early eighties, my family went away. And I, like I say, I'm not even sure I was born, but went away to Shearbarn in Hastings. And my brother, as you often do as kids, when you go to holiday parks, made a friend and their friendship blossomed very quickly. And they soon became besties, right? These two were inseparable. According to my mum, they were inseparable. Now I, I don't know. I can't remember the name of the kid that my brother befriended but let's say for the sake of the story his name was billy yeah billy didn't have any arms right right i shouldn't laugh but i didn't <laughs> see that twist of the story to be fair, but, uh... so he didn't have any arms right now the biggest head scratcher for me in this whole story is that him and my brother met playing cricket now you fucking work that one out <laughs> was he a stump <laughs> oh, X. X, you nasty sorry, bastard. Sorry, sorry, that's awful. You might have to edit that out. <laughs> sorry. But they did. And listen, I know my brother loves to win, but fuck me, that's a new low for him. That is fucking yeah. hell. Anyway, so their, their, their friendship continued to grow. And, and like I say, my mum said they were inseparable. And one night they went to the disco together on site on this holiday park. And my brother said it was fucking rammed on the dance floor. And they must have been 9, 10, 11 years of age, right? So young, absolutely rammed. And my brother slipped away and went up to the DJ. And he said, can you play a song for my friend? And he said, yeah, of course I can. What's your friend's name? And he said, uh, it's Billy. My name's Danny. He said, yeah, of course I can. Leave it with me. Now, the DJ hadn't seen Billy. He knew nothing about him. But in a cruel twist of fate, out the tens of fucking thousands of songs this DJ could have fucking chosen, <laughs> I right? I think I can predict. <laughs> oh, mate, honestly, you can't make this up, X. You really can't make this up. But about two or three songs later, the fucking music's gone down. The DJ's come on in front of everyone, by the way, and said, this one's from Danny to Billy. This one is from Danny to his best friend, Billy. And the fucking song he chose was Hands Up by Ottawa. Oh, no. I thought, I thought it was going to be YMCA. Yeah, that's, that's probably even That worse. wouldn't have been as bad, I don't think. No, no. It still would have been awkward, but it wouldn't have yeah. been as bad as fucking Hands Up. And I'll tell you Jeez. what, I don't know if you've ever heard the song, but it is Hands Up, yeah, baby, baby, hands, hands up, up, give yeah. me your heart. And do you know what the saddest thing about the whole story is? The kid. He, he genuinely thought my brother done it on purpose to take the piss. Oh, no. And he stormed out, upset. 
and my brother never saw him again. Really? And to this day, that fucking story haunts my brother because he's such a lovely soul, my brother, as well. Like, he's such a shy, (laughs) reserved, like, lovely man with a good heart. Like, I I can't imagine that happening to a worse person, honestly. You know, I think we should put an appeal out to see if we can track down (laughs) Billy. I honestly do. It doesn't doesn't really help us that uh, his name isn't Billy. I've just sort of use that name as, uh, I mean, as a substitution. It, it, but... it would be quite a strange tweet to put out. If you've got no arms yeah. and went to Hastings Caravan, <laughs> citing not a late 70s, early 80s. So like, um, put your hands up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, feel, I do feel like we need a conclusion to this story. Oh, it's like, yeah. It's like one of those stories, like, you know, when you, I don't know, you see it on This Is Your Life, do you remember that program? The, <laughs> yeah. the Red Book and stuff, like, when they get, they get like, re, re, re in touch with them and stuff. I think I feel like that yeah. is happening. Yeah, yeah, I, don't think I know. We can end it like this. Yeah. Especially knowing your brother, like you said, with his good heart and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, mate, I cannot tell you how many demons would be put to bed if we could somehow make this happen. Well, just, do you know what football team? Billy or where his name was supported? No, I don't. Oh. I don't. So this is the long shot of all long shots, to be fair, mate. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, I'm, I can't say I've really paid much attention to it, but are there many people with, without two arms born that way? And I, I'm assuming it was a by birth and not like a horrible accident or something. I think if you was to say, is there anyone out there with no arms who went to Hastings in the late 70s, early 80s, I think you're seriously funneling down the list of applicants there. I mean, I don't know how they'd tweet their reply. <laughs> literally what I was about to say, but, <laughs> but then I feel like this is really unpolitically correct. He's actually. Fucking hell, we sound like right nasty bastards. Exactly. Here, but, and, uh, um, but we are trying to help, though, X, at the same yeah, time. You exactly. know? We are trying to you know, put right or wrong. Uh, and it'd be a great thing if we could put this right. But like I say, I think it's a long shot, mate. I really what do. What has this got to do with West Ham? Well, it hasn't really. I think, we, <laughs> we, you know, the, the sunshine's yeah, been out today. <laughs> I think the sunshine's been out today. You know, we're all happy. We, we, I think most of us have had a drink. We're talking about holidays and, and feel-good vibes. And then I go and kill it with, um, with an armless uh, man <laughs> who lost a, a very good friend. For a, a cruel twist of fate by a very bad song choice by a DJ who, to be fair to him, had no idea who he was playing that song for. Hold um, on, do you know who what the DJ's name was? No, absolutely oh. no idea, mate. We've got more fucking chance of tracking Billy down than the DJ, I think. And does this caravan place still exist? Yeah, it does. It's had oh, a massive it? renovation. It's nothing like it used to be, but yeah, it does, yeah. But you never know. Billy might go there as a dad now. Maybe. So, if anyone's going to have a holiday down there and they see a, a an armless man, doesn't sound like the right phrase. I'm sure there's a politically well, correct no, that way is to say. Yeah, yeah, but it's I'm sure is there like oh, like sorry, like quadriplegic? I don't know. So it's going to be something like that. That just sounds like a technical insult. That sounds yeah. like a scientific <laughs> piece, doesn't it? No, but like in the Olympics, they have like different. Um, like categories, don't they? Depending on the disabilities, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a politically correct term to say that. I bet if I Google it now, let me Google it just so that we can. You come love a Google, you do. Don't I you? do love a Google. And what's always like impressed answers. me with your googling is how quickly you find the answer to something like this on Google. Well, well I've typed in armless definition. So okay. let's just see if armless definition brings anything. Armless having no arms. Uh, yeah, that's a bit of an anti climax. It's to do with a Hindu. I don't understand this. This is not what I wanted to know. No. So, if oh. ever there's an advert 
to become a patron of the West Ham way, this show is it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this it is, is this what is, you're getting. This is what you're paying your five pound a month. For? Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. I can't find it, mate. I don't ever tell us we don't give you value for money. <laughs> I can't find it. I, need, I think I need a bit more time. Okay. All right, mate. I'll, Fair enough. I'll come back to the show next week with the actual te- the actual technical term. But anyway, um, so if they go down to that campsite in Hastings and there's a fella that, it, that has the unfortunate thing of having no arms, then it could be him. Can they you imagine? Could, honestly. They could be on behalf of this show. But, but I, I, honestly, I, but I hopefully he's forgotten about it. Though. No, I, I, but I cannot tell you what a difference that would make to my brother's life because I think that literally has haunted him from that day to this. But could and, that uh, open up new old wounds for Billy? Though Billy might have taken numerous years to get over that. Yeah, but then it's 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 closure, isn't it? At the same time, I maybe, think maybe he's just forgotten about it. Maybe, but my brother hasn't. So if my no. brother hasn't, I, I'm not sure Billy would have done. To be honest. But anyway, let's talk about West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> this is the moment where everyone fast forwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, where we are in this day and age, maybe this is the point where everyone fast yeah, forwards. I don't, true, I don't know. True, true. Um, but let's talk about West Ham. Pre-season's underway. So far, we've had a 2 all against Dundee, 2 on win against Northampton away, a nil-nil draw against Orient. How much do you care about pre-season in terms of performance and result? Not much at all. I mean, you don't have to uh. go back to that time when under Avery Grumble, we smashed everyone, didn't we? We had like the best pre-season yeah. ever. I mean, yeah. Beating top German teams. And yeah, no, I don't, I don't pay much attention to it at all. I mean, I can't even remember what we did last pre-season. I know we got battered by Bournemouth, didn't we, in the Betway Cup? I mean, then we went on and had a decent year. You know, so I don't think you can really judge it on pre-season. You know, at the end of the day, Declan's not played any games. Suchek's not. Shafal's not. Um, all the other international players haven't. Um, so it's not even our first team that are playing anyway. No, but I mean, I'm with you, by the way. I think this is purely about fitness. I, I, I don't watch the games. I don't really care about the games. I just want the boys to get their fitness levels up. But do you think it's also an opportunity genuinely for some squad players, fringe players, youth players to make some noise in front of David Moyes? Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, the, the ones that are on the fringes might play their way into it. I mean, I know that had a good game the other night. I mean, I'm going to cover this a bit on... But I know Connor Coventry played well against Northampton, scored a decent goal. Um, you know, so those players that are on the fringes like those two, I think Alves is apparently looks decent-ish as well. So I think if you are on the fringes like that, it does give you some kind of thoughts as to maybe you um maybe you will be good enough for the first team next year. So yeah, it's good for those sorts of players. But as I say, in terms of the results, I don't I don't judge it. I don't really care whether we Drew at Orion or you know, Drew at Dundee or whatever, it just doesn't really bother me at that stage. No, we've seen Felipe Anderson move on. You sat to see him go. Um, I think it's a big loss. I mean, obviously, we sold in terms of financial. I mean, we sold him for like two and a half million or something, we bought him for like 40 million. So, for a player, so did we get money for him then? Oh, uh, yeah, only a teeny amount, I think. And I think we might have got a 50% sell on the clause as well. So, but then uh, whether Lazio are going to be able to sell him on for big money, I don't know. But uh, we got some money for him, but not much. Um, when you consider he was our and 
uh, was our record signing. So was the second, and you look at the two of them, both of them are sold very quickly for a massive loss. Mm. I mean, it's, it's um, yeah, it's a shame. And, you know, I don't think he was a bad player. I think he was a good player. I just think he, like, lost his way a little bit and lost his confidence and to take a massive hit on him like that. I mean, it's good in a way in terms of wages, but... The thing is, we've got to make sure we replace these players. Like, uh, there's no point selling him, selling Yarmolenko, selling other players, Snodgrass, like we did, um, and um, and then not replacing them. Mm. I, I think it is tinged with a bit of sadness, really, because I, I just can't help but think, like I've said so many times before, that Philippe Anderson, the issue for me is psychological because he's got all the attributes in the world to be a top, top player. And he showed it at West Ham, didn't he? Mm. And there was part of me that was almost hoping there might be light at the end of the tunnel for another crack at first team football. And I maybe more saw him as a number 10, maybe, where he didn't have so much defensive responsibilities, where he wasn't expected to uh, cover the left back, for example. And, you know, maybe he's just a luxury player that you can give a free license to. And I don't know. Listen, I, I'm not saying a sports psychologist would have categorically have been the answer, but I would have been a bit disappointed to learn that we wouldn't even have looked at that as an option. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To try yeah. and work on him psychologically, because in terms of ability, he has the ability, doesn't he? But mm. he just needs to have the right mindset. I mean, so I don't good. suppose if you know if the club have gone that far with Felipe, I'll just cut their losses. Um, well, I think I think he's um, he either just cut the losses of him, mate. I think he's 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 sort of like where they sent him out on loan, didn't they? To try and rebuild his career, that didn't work. And I just think that they were getting more. He didn't rate him. He, they, I think there was talk he'd lost his way a little bit through um, religion and stuff. Like got a bit. Know, carried away with that side of things and now he's gone back to Lazio. I mean, if you if you're gonna be Catholic, which he is, I mean, living in Rome is like the, the perfect city for that, given that's where the Vatican City is. Um and um yeah, I just think it was one of those things that he just his face didn't fit anymore. What do you mean carried away with religion? Especially if you're a Catholic. I mean, now fucking carried away can you get? I think, I don't really know. That's just the thing I heard. I don't know what it actually constitutes as, but I think it sort of took over a little bit and he was quite, I don't know, emotionally involved with it and maybe distracted him from his football a little bit. Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Wow. And if that's the case, it's uh, interesting to see Lazio have taken another punt on him because whilst they've paid next to fuck all, I'm sure he ain't on a pittance when it comes to wages because if you're Felipe's agent, you're saying, well, look, you're getting him for nothing, really. He's he's not an old man. You're going to have to make it worth his while to come back. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing his wages would be quite decent, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. Well, in terms of pre-season... He's sl- sorry, he's on slightly less than what he was on at West Ham. Is slightly he? Slightly less, about 20 grand less, but not much. Right, right. Well, in terms of pre-season, there might be one game you're interested in. At 7pm on the 20th of July, West Ham's under-23 play Julian Dix's Haybridge Swifts at Avely Football Club. Support on the night for both clubs would be great. So we've also got to tell you about the return of the West Ham Way Premier League Predictions Competition next, which I'm sure you're well excited about. Yeah, can't wait, mate, Buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> but this is now live. So anyone who played this last season would have received an email invitation to play again. And if you haven't played before, check out recent post on Patreon or Twitter to sign up and join the fun. 
Will you do better than last season? Will you beat your mates? Will I beat X for a third consecutive season? So many questions need answering. X, are you up for this, mate? Well, it depends whether football's back to normal. If if fans are back in and the crowds are normal and everything is predictable, like as in the name of the game, then uh, then yes. But if it's a lottery again, well, what's the point? <laughs> oh, lottery again! It is. And- so, so you're saying then, really? And we all know fans are important to games, and football's nothing without fans. Yada yada. We get that. But you're saying that fans define a result yeah. potentially. I think Sheffield United would have stayed up this year. Fans have been there. So how many times did you put Sheffield United down for a win then? Not very often because there was no fans. Well, you'd have been right then, wouldn't you? Yeah. Just all the <laughs> other teams that are a bit random. <laughs> how, how's your fancy team game, mate, as well? Mate, don't talk to me. I'm I'm never playing that fucking game again. It's yeah, too, Bob. I never should have. Because you lost. First place. <laughs> yeah, but I never should have played you, in the first you, place. You, you would have me into playing that. You would Strategically have done a... as well, so that you know you had that to fall back on if you lost in the predictions league, which you did again. Um, if you'd lost the first predictions league or, or the second, there's no you'd have done the exact same thing. And if you'd won the fancy football, <laughs> you'd be playing fancy football now and not the predictions league. Yeah, but we all know it's shit anyway, don't we? Fancy no, football. That's why it's got millions and millions and millions and yeah, TV shows dedicated no, to it. No doubt, no doubt. But it's free to play. I think, you know, when it comes to predictions, that's where the big boys play, in it. You know, you yeah. gotta know your football to get it right. And I think that's where it's at. Is that fair to say? Mate, listen, I, I will win this year anyway, and then you'll be you'll take that smug look off your face. <laughs> I will, I will. You watch, you watch. Determined. I'm actually going to pay attention this year and look at look at form and stuff, and uh, yeah, work it out. Speak to people. Well, we've had a lot of registrations, but also a lot of people that haven't paid yet. And unfortunately, if you don't pay, you don't play. You'll be removed. So please do pay the £20 ASAP to secure your place in this season's competition. Listen, I was I was up for letting people play for free bags. It's like, no, just cream the cunts for every penny we can get. So let's hope. Shut up. <laughs> I, get another, I get enough stickers it is for my financial stuff. Don't pass that one on to me. I didn't even, you're the one that launched it without me even knowing about it. For the record, that isn't actually what happened. It was just for <laughs> comedy value. X didn't say that. Um, but no, do, do pay that as soon as possible because it'd be great to have as many people as possible playing. Um, but listen, another week has passed, X. We're about a month away from kickoff. Still no signings. How do you feel as it stands? A uh, bit, bit mixed. Uh, you know, we've got um, we've got to start bringing some players in. Um, we need a forward, one hundred percent. We need a, you know, if Lingard's not coming, we need a replacement for him. I think we do need a centre back. Probably say we need two forwards, possibly a left back. You know, we we're meant to be signing a keeper. You know, we've got what four weeks is it to the start of the season? We, it's just got to happen very quickly. That said, I'm not panicking as much as people um, people out there are because I don't think. David Moyes would have signed a contract for the club if he didn't think that there was money available. Now, I think he's possibly taking his time, as he does always, um, with transfers, and that's what I've been told. You know, it depends what side of the camp you sit on. I've been told that he's taking his time with transfers. You know, he likes to make sure he do his due diligence and make sure he's got the right person. Um, but do you then, believe that? 
but this is a sign, or is it that the board aren't giving him enough money? It's just going, Landy's targets. Everyone knows who his main targets are. I've reported them on the show a number of times. Um, and uh, yeah, so just go and get them. But it's um, yeah, that's a bit. Of, I'd say it's probably a bit 50 50 to be honest. Apparently, and whether this is you believe this or not, apparently David Sullivan's getting frustrated with not signing anyone and he wants us to sign people, but he doesn't want to interfere with Moyes. Mm. So what's your gut feeling if you go either way? Uh, be honest, who do you believe in that scenario? Like, what, what, what do you think is the situation there? Um, sorry, say that again, mate. So genuinely, what do you believe in that scenario? Do you think the bold are ready to back him and, and have been ready to back him since, you know, since the get-go? Or do you think the bold are not being very supportive and actually don't want to put the funds up and have been a bit evasive when it comes to whether they've got money to spend on certain times. Well, it's hard, mate, because it's just I get both sides of the story. You know, I hear from the chairman's side that the money's there and that he can spend it if he wants and that, he, that he's divvying. And then I hear, though, you know, he wants these players, yet we're always offered alternatives. So, so what do you believe? What's your gut? I don't, I don't know, mate. I think gut is to believe Moyes, I guess, because... <laughs> Um, you know, it's happened with previous managers, hasn't it? It's not like this is the first time mm. this has ever happened, although with Pellegrini, as we said with Alaire and Anderson and stuff, we did sign players but um, when he wanted them. Um, but, you know, we kind of, yeah, waiting um, waiting to see what, what happens with, with these signings. I mean, unfortunately as well, these signings also at their clubs don't... Um, their clubs haven't signed their replacements yet. You know, Abraham, for example, Chelsea have just sold Giroud. They haven't got anyone else other than Werner and him as a forward mm. yet. They want Harlan, they want Lukaku, they want other forwards, but they haven't signed them themselves. So they're not going to sell one of their only strikers until they've signed someone. So we can't buy someone until that happens. Mm. And it's all I mean, a bit yeah. of a knock-on effect. I mean, I can't say I'm in a state of panic, but it's far from ideal, isn't it? Because, you know, if you look at between now and when kickoff happens, we're talking about a month. But it's not it's not just about that, is it? It's about getting the players in to get their pre-season fitness up. It's about embedding them with the rest of the lads, getting that camaraderie in place. And I don't know. I just think as the weeks go, X, I'm starting to grow a little bit impatient. You know, and, and, and listen, a hell of a lot of West Ham fans have been for a while now. Uh, and and do you know what a lot of West Ham fans are saying, and and I can't necessarily disagree with this. Why didn't we have a list of targets that we could target even during the Euros or even before the Euros to say right we want these players? Why in theory could you have not before the season ended approach certain agents, approach certain clubs, and at least get the fee agreed for these people? So then when the time's right, sit down and say, right, this is what we're going to pay you every week. You know, why is it with West Amex that we always do seem to leave things to the 11th hour? It's, um, it's quite a frustrating way of doing business, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I don't think it's a good combination because, you know, they say that um, that um, he's differing Dave. And then, then you say the board are tight. So the combination of those two factors is not really going to mean that you're splashing the cash early. That said, if you look around, there's not many other clubs that are signing players at this point. So, mm. you, you know, you, you, you can look around and think, okay, perhaps there's um, all these clubs are signing these players and no, we're, not, we're not. But I know through like, you know, if you take um, Chelsea, for example, um, 
they haven't signed anyone really. So why why does um you know their fan base they're up in arms? I think lots of clubs are. I mean it's really difficult because obviously we um we want um us to bring players in early so that we can get the um players to train and get used to the team and stuff. But um mm. I don't know. It's just it always seems to take us a long time to do things. Even if you take this Areola deal, for example, you know, it's um it's been um like going for ages now so like what how can they not get a loan deal over the line quickly there's always seems to be a lot of a lot of um delays all the time i know it's easy when you're not running a football club or you're not in charge or you don't manage a football club to make these sort of opinions i know it's very easy but i can't help but apply some logic to a scenario like this and i said it in the previous show as well You've reported in your section that targets have been sort of, um, I don't know, dependent on how we finish the season. Because obviously, if we qualify for Europe, you can then offer a player a European tour, which then makes West Ham more attractive to if we didn't qualify for Europe. But why are we not writing up a target list, A, for if we qualify for Europe, and B, if we don't? There, There doesn't seem to be any solid process in place to get these players in early and and I don't know if maybe I am oversimplifying it and like you say it's not as if every other club around us are signing players left right and centre but I still can't think X when I just focus on West Ham as to I don't know as to why we're we're really missing the trick a little bit I think I mean we know what we need I think the fans know what we need in the first team and the squad the manager must know it the board must know it so what is the issue? I mean, you talk about the likes of Lingard. Yeah, he knows West Ham. He knows London. He enjoyed his football with us. If Man United offer him a deal, Lingard must know in his heart of hearts he's not going to play week in, week out, and that's what he wants. That's also what he needs to, to put himself forward for England contention. So why is that taking so long? Tammy Abrahams, he knows he doesn't have a future at Chelsea. So what's the fucking hold up there? Is it because Chelsea want too much money? Or what? I know there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, but we're just not really seeing anything positive. I know we've signed some kids, but we talk about the top targets and you talk about an exciting time in West Ham's era now where we can really start building and trying to bump this squad up with quality. And we just don't seem to be doing it. Yes, other clubs around us ain't doing it. But why are we judging us by them? We should now be taking this time to fucking propel ourselves to the next level. Fuck everyone else. It's brilliant they're not doing anything because we should be the ones taking initiative and saying, look, you might not be doing anything, but that's why we're kicking on because we've signed X, Y, and Z. And now look how formidable we are now. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it is, it is, I'm a patient West Ham fan, X. I'm not one of the reactionary fucking mob on Twitter, but I am getting a little bit twitchy now, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think all of us are because obviously, ideally, you'd get everything done early. You you would, and it would make a lot of sense. But I mean, I I'm looking now. I'm literally like, as you said, I like a Google, and I'm I'm looking at Google now at, at clubs that have signed players. Right, Arsenal signed one player, Nuno Tavares or something. Loads of players have gone out there, loads. Um, Aston Villa have signed two, Brenna Deer from Norwich and Ashley Young. Brentford have signed nobody. Brighton have signed a few players I've never heard of. Burnley have signed one player. Chelsea have signed none. Crystal Palace have signed a couple. Everton have signed none. Uh, where are we going down? 
Leicester have signed a few. Um, Man City have signed no one. Manchester United have signed an old goalkeeper on a free transfer. Newcastle haven't signed anyone. Um, so, like, you know, you go through here. Southampton have signed Theo Walcott on a free transfer. Tottenham haven't signed anyone. Watford have signed shitloads, but then they always do. And these are the likes of Danny Rose on a free transfer and Ashley Fletcher and Joshua King on free transfers. And, you know, looking at this, I mean, I'm not that I am, would agree that they're first team signings, but we have signed the three players that I have told on the podcast, Pierre Equa Alimbe, Thierry Nevres, and Armstrong Oku Flex. Now, yes, they're all youngsters, so it doesn't really count. But you're looking through, there isn't that many signings. And I, yes, I am panicking, and people are going to say, oh, he's protecting the board. I'm not. There is a part of me that thinks, oh, God, we really do need to hurry up. There's a part of me that thinks, well, no one else has. There is going to be a domino effect. <clears throat> as long as these players are in place before the season, then then that that should be that should be okay. I mean, let's be honest, the Euros finished last Sunday. You know, it's only a week, technically, from the previous season ending, really. If you true, agree, true. But at the same time, X, at the same time, why can't we during the Euros, agree a fee with said club. Because, you, yeah. because that's the thing, like, you know what's going on, but yet you know that we also haven't agreed a fee with any club for any player. So why can't we at least be having that discussion? Because, as you know, the player can reject a move, but he, he doesn't dictate whether a club is or isn't going to accept a fee. So whilst the Euros are going on, why are we not calling Chelsea? Why are we not calling Man United and saying, listen, we want Jesse, we want Tammy, let's make a deal, and then when things settle down, all we've got to do is agree something with a player, and it's done. But we haven't even got to that stage, have we? No, no, but then, like I said, we put in, in quite, I don't know, it's the strategy as well. The strategy is a bit scattergun, isn't it? Put in like loads of offers and see what happens and stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit of a, a worry, really. I agree that we haven't got anyone. But um, like I said, until like if, until it's like the deadline and we haven't um, we haven't signed him, then uh, signed anyone, then uh, then I will panic. Then I think obviously it'd be too late. But there's nothing I could do anyway. So. Mm, I know, I know. So Kit's finally launched this week. Yeah. Um, bit of a mixed reaction, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, well, the, I, I, the away one hasn't officially been launched, but it's obviously been mm. put on various places. Um, yeah. So we, we had it first on the show. Um, <clears throat> and um, I, I quite like the home one, though. I think it's very much like that Decanio one, and mm. I, I quite like it. I'm not so keen on the Argentina one, which I thought I would have loved because I loved the retro version of it. I loved that one, early 90s. I, it's one of my favourite kits. But I think it's that white box that just doesn't yeah. do it any favours, yeah. unfortunately. But yeah. I do like the home kit, though. Yeah. Well, uh, do you know what? Someone made a really good point, actually. If they buy their kid that Argentina shirt and it doesn't have Betway on it, are they ultimately going to have a massive white box in the middle of the shirt? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I hope not, because that would look even worse, to be fair. It so, would. Yeah, so it's, it's not great either way, is it? To be honest, I don't know why they've done that. Like, no. someone did an edit of it and did it in a in a, in a a black pen. Uh, black, sorry, not black pen, but a black betway was black and the stripes like we're continuous rather than having that yellow bo- uh, that white box and um and it did look a million times better a million yeah. times better so how they can't think to do that i don't know i really mm. don't know mate mm. well please god after another week has passed is there anything 
that West Ham fans can get their teeth into. There's only one way to find out. To listen to the rest of this podcast, you need to be a patron of the West Ham Way. Becoming a patron couldn't be easier. Just visit www.patreon.com forward slash the West Ham Way and confirm your subscription to get full access to the West Ham Way podcast, our second weekly show called the West Ham Way Podcast Extra Time, classic clips of audio and video interviews, exclusive news from X, match day team news before anyone else, an exclusive forum, live Q&As with myself and X, monthly prize draws, discounts on events and merchandise and behind the scenes content, all of which for just £5 a month. The, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Some people don't understand why you've already busted out the sweaters. They may raise a brow at keeping scarecrows out year-round, but you just go ahead. Let them stare, because you eat, sleep, and drink pumpkin at Dunkin'. So sip your classic spiced and iced $3 medium pumpkin spice signature latte, or try the Bold Pumpkin Cream Cold Brew, an ultra-smooth brew topped with pumpkin cream cold foam. Also $3 for a medium. All so you can fall harder. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.